In 1993, Saban Entertainment took a Japanese show about five teenagers fighting an ancient alien threat and repurposed it for America. Two years later, Andy Hayward tried to do the same thing, but considerably cheaper. We are the Deep Geeks, and in the name of Hayward, we watch cartoons? We are the D Geeks. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. And this uh, episode, we're talking about the 1995 adaptation of Sailor Moon. Yeah, it's quite a weird one, this one. Absolutely. But uh, before we go into it in any details, Avery, what do you remember about Sailor Moon? Bugger all. Bugger all. <laughs> Bugger all? Bugger all. I didn't really. My, the... Let's just say the main experience I had with anime until I started looking for it myself was pretty much Sonic X. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And Pokemon, which is the given, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's... um, mm, It was rough. (laughs) Uh, When I did start looking for it for myself, um, that would mainly be... Uh, I think Witchblade and Tokyo Mew Mew, which are two complete polar opposites. Yeah, that's that's an <laughs> interesting... Uh... Witchblade is a very interesting anime in its own right, but... Um... I only know of Witchblade through name because I believe there were it's, comics... It's a comic, yeah. Uh, the anime is based were, off a comic. But they were crossed over with Tomb Raider at one point. Huh. Strange. Yeah. Um. Either way, like, I can't vouch for how good the anime is, but I can vouch for the soundtrack for it. It's really good. Okay. Definitely um, go check out the Witchblade soundtrack. My history with Sailor Moon is that I once saw it on ITV. Nice. Um. Very specifically, uh, I see ITV were pushing it as the new big anime. This would be around um, 2000 uh, mm. or 2001-ish in the revival. Basically, uh they realised they could sell anime because um, Pokemon had done so well. Yeah. And um, card captors. Oh, good old fucking card captors, man. That's good. Uh, so I tuned in to watch one of these episodes, and in it I saw some some teenagers fighting a monster, at which point a man in a tuxedo suddenly appeared, thrown through a row, said, I believe in you, and disappeared. At which point I tuned out, because... I, I... What? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's your general Sailor Moon experience, That's That's definitely, uh... Yeah. yeah. Representative. Mm-hmm. So... But, I mean, other than that, um... Let's face it, Sailor Moon is hard to avoid as a cultural thing. At least it certainly was in the um, 
the late 90s and early 2000s on the internet. It's definitely died out now. It's not like it wasn't as really long running in terms of popularity or indeed just in general well, as like Dragon Ball Z, I, which is still well, very yeah. much going. <laughs> well, the thing about Dragon Ball Z is that um, it was the... I mean, Dragon Ball Z was the remake and now there's another remake. And yeah. Dragon Ball just keeps going on and on. Whereas Sailor Moon, there is a remake... Uh, anime series but nobody really cares about crystal yeah that's fair um and also the fact is that sailor moon occupied a niche that has been more recently filled by a lot more tv yeah um i mean with some stuff like um uh steven universe and i i would i I would be hard It's a magical girl series that. with queer content. That's I mm, yeah, but the mm, I no, I, I think that only barely fits in the category. It's not like any other kind of magical girl type thing to be quite honest. And also seeing that every single character in that is a magical girl is kind of going against the entire point of the show in that <laughs> you're pretty much calling all the gems or whatever girls when I'm pretty sure that aren't like some of them like not like aren't they like non-binary or something um I very specifically remember. they are uh, aren't they just straight up genderless in the first place actually that is their excuse for basically showing gay relationships uh, mm. as the total norm on a children's tv show right uh they are technically genderless except that of course they are all shown as being female and you can present as female but then not actually be female well that's true like that's yeah but either way that's a bigger discussion for another day oh absolutely Um, i would have personally if you asked me i would have picked something like madoka for uh, well yes the more recent ish kind of uh, magical girl replacement show as it were and of course the internet has made it a hell of a lot easier to get anime mm. so there are other um more radical hey, thanks Crunchyroll. <laughs> there are other more radical things like um if you're in america funimation's cool too but we're not in america hey funimation <laughs> bring that service over here please thank you uh revolutionary girl lutina lutina is a lot older um it's kind of in between sailor moon and uh, Madoka, I would say. But that one is definitely a very popular one. Yeah, that's big. That one goes places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is even more queer, if I remember correctly. I have not seen it, so I, um, it's, it's on my to-watch list. Fair enough, fair enough. Like um, every other single anime in the world. <laughs> mm. Um, In that case, um, we should probably move on to actually talking about Sailor Moon. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a quick history of Sailor Moon. When Toei Animation approached Naoko Takeuchi about adapting her existing Magical Girl manga series codenamed Sailor V, she had a better idea. Rather than reproduce the already existing concept, she pitched an idea for combining the original license with the Super Sentai genre to produce a Magical Girl team show known as Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. Originally envisioned as being a single one-off story arc, the immense popularity of the show led to it being continued for a further four seasons, three feature films, a TV special and three film shorts. 
Meanwhile in America, the success of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, a live-action series which repurposed the Super Sentai show's action sequences, opened up as previously niche market for the adaptation of Japanese television. Never wants to pass up the opportunity to emulate a far more successful rival, Andy Haywood and the team at Deke jumped on the opportunity to license the first two seasons of Sailor Moon for American television. Deke made numerous changes to the show to make it suitable for its target American market. Entire episodes were cut due to unsavoury content, whilst art was changed to minimise suggestions of sexuality or violence. A romantic subplot between two male characters was removed, with the gender swap of one of the pair. Despite the often blatant references to Japanese culture and locations, the character names were anglicised and the show was implied to take place in America. Finally, each episode was ended with a Sailor Moon Says PSA, which repurposed footage from the episode to convey a moral or social message to the viewers. The show, however, was a disappointment. Instead of the Power Rangers scale success Deke was anticipating, Sailor Moon had poor ratings and syndication in the US and some minor success in Canada. Deke ended translation duties after their 65th episode, abandoning the show just before the climax of the second season. The show would not be picked up again until the year 2000, when viewings of reruns of the show on Cartoon Network would lead Cloverway, Toei's US branch, to continue the dub. Right then, so Avery, let's talk about some Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Not as if we've got anything better to do. Um, this is a, it's it's an interesting episode because we're it's a technically deep production, but at the same time, the cartoon itself isn't. Yes, it's it's hard to decide here what is important to talk about. I mean, you can talk about Sailor Moon as the whole. You can talk about the idea of a magical girl superhero who gains a magical girl superhero team and they are all reincarnations of ancient warriors uh, who protect a uh, moon kingdom. Yeah. Um, but Spoilers if you've not seen it, by the way. Well, that's that's the basic. It's, 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 it. it's a show from the 90s. I think we're okay on spoilers. It's 20 years old at this point. Ooh, we're allowed to spoil everything? <gasps> Darian Shields has Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I mean, there are only two people in Darian that show. Darian Shields. There were only two <laughs> people in that I don't give a shit about the fact that he's Tuxedo Mask. I give a shit about the fact that his last name is Shields. <laughs> Darian Shields. Well, that's literally what he... Attorney at law. That's literally what he does. He shields. That's yeah. all he can do. It's it's a really good attorney name. Darian um, Shields, attorney at law. I would watch that show. But yes, I mean, we can talk about that, and we probably will to some extent, but that's Yeah, we're going not... to have to. I mean, we, the thing that we is going to be most notable to talk about is the differences between this and then the more pre better done modern redub of it which doesn't cut anything out and doesn't for kids it in any way yes the the um i have to say i've seen some of the hulu dub and the hulu dub is worth watching it's a really really nice polished version hmm. um compared to this Yes, yes. Shall we go into this? Oh. Uh, this incredibly, incredibly 90s production. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, the show would have been around three years old by the time they were doing this. Right. 
and yet they felt they had to 90s it up. Mm. So we've got transition, uh, kind of rendered transitions. Yeah, these Kind of the dynamic 3D. transitions going on. Um, they are like bad music video transitions. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good description for them, sure. Uh, and they will do they throw these in constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a bit distracting. <laughs> it's as if they felt that they couldn't possibly uh, let children have any... Uh, they couldn't possibly let them be distracted at any point during this cartoon. The confusing thing is is that because of this just jarring transitions between scenes it kind of causes some things to happen just randomly like there's just scenes which happen for seemingly no reason because we have barely any backstory behind the scene well yeah but i mean if they just left the scenes as they were they'd probably work fine because they're just quick in those cases they're just quick cutaways but because you're bookending it with these big dramatic whooshes it it just becomes this a simple cutaway quick scene becomes something more dramatic apparently and then nothing happens it's not a good way to cut through a anime Uh, and then there's the soundtrack yeah they really did a number on this show's soundtrack starting with the theme Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, 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 can we discuss the two different themes of this show? Well, not the two different <sighs> themes of this show, because there's a third theme in the Japanese version, but let's stick to uh, Midnight Densetsu or whatever the... Midnight Densetsu. Midnight Densetsu and Sailor Moon theme. <laughs> uh, Midnight Densetsu has this melody that goes... And then uh, the Sailor Moon theme, which, as far as I can tell, is chanted out by the cast, simplifies that to... It just turns kind of this playful song into a dirge, chanted by people who can't sing, pretending to be school kids. And it just... Everything Teak did to this thing damaged it in some way. I mean, the anglicisation doesn't work because it's half-arsed. Some characters stick with their Japanese names. Everything is implied to take place in America and yet you can see the Tokyo Tower in the background. And and Japanese on various items and there's a shrine and one of the characters is a shrine maiden. and It just... um... I mean, I don't know whether was there was this fear of the idea that uh, American kids wouldn't uh, like Japanese culture. Because, I mean, if there's anything we've learned in the last 10 years, American kids love Japanese culture. I mean, the thing is, is it's the case with Pokemon again. They renamed rice balls to jelly donuts, even though they were still looking like rice balls. Yeah. Why? I, I don't understand. I, there's so many options that you could have picked to make that look, like not as weird. I mean, but with I mean, Pokemon, just... it's oh, Pokemon. Whatever. It's just as weird as well because the regions in Pokemon are all named after Japanese regions. <sighs> Kanto is named after the Kanto Prefecture. It's it's all oh god. 
Well, they didn't change the region names because it lined up with the game. Well, exactly, but this... So why would they change it? Because well, it's related fair. to the game itself. But I mean, why why this insistence on erasing any element... Well, trying to erase elements of Japanese-ness. There was a period during the 90s through to the early 2000s where any anime that was dubbed was Americanized. This happened for a lot of things, including Tokyo Mew Mew, now that I think about it. That was pretty Americanized as well. Was this the origin of that? No, certainly not. Tokyo Mew Mew was after Sailor Moon. I can't tell you what the origin of the Americanized anime dubs were, but... um, I mean, Sailor Moon has to be early. Yes, but I don't think it was the first one. Because um, I know Dragon Ball was left pretty much intact after yeah, the Dragon Ball was pretty much after the, the initial failed dub that they tried and it didn't work in the li- the slightest. Yeah, so there was in the sixties. You got you got your Speed Racer and your Astro Boy, which that would make sense that they would have changed. But um, in the eighties, we have Roger Coleman doing his dubs. And, right, um, I didn't know Roger Corman dubbed anime. I mean, it makes sense. He wrote he... the dub. Yeah, he did. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first Galaxy Express film, Bonjour Galaxy Express Nine Nine Nine, which was just shortened to Galaxy Express, and it changed the uh, names into American names. So Tetsuro is now Joey, Harlock is now Warlock, and also thirty minutes of footage is out. <laughs> And yeah, then that also, sounds like a Roger Corman. No. And then also there's the um, classic Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind edit, released as Warriors of the Wind. Right, because toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So really, this is just a symptom of a long-standing product, uh, problem at this point. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not even a problem anymore, except for like when you occasionally get some... Be popular franchises and stuff getting dubbed by four kids and such. Yeah, four kids. It's otherwise the... isn't a problem. Yeah, fair I mean, enough, I'd imagine even enough. four kids has learnt at this point that, and probably isn't as nearly as bad as they used to be. The thing is, you can very easily leave these elements in and then sell it as being uh, educational because it's teaching kids about Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was a little too early for that sort of um, thing to fly. But uh, enough about the the meta, as it were. Um, We should probably actually talk about the the series itself. So these are half-hour, well, 20-minute cut-down episodes of uh, Sailor Moon, edited for uh, Western audiences, um, by which we mean they've cut out violence and sexuality, which is a bit of a problem for a show in which cartoon teenagers with short skirts fight monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not that I'm saying that we should be seeing more sexuality from a show in which 14-year-olds wear short dresses. I'm just saying that they went a little too heavy on cutting uh, for it to kind of flow. Mm. Occasionally it gets a bit choppy. As I said, there's definitely scenes that happen seemingly for no good reason. It's just like, yep, that was a scene. Because it's yeah. just sandwiched in between two set transitions and lasts about two minutes. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, that happened. And it's either they've cut out everything that was important from the scene for brevity and uh, content, or somewhere else the flow is broken. 
regardless, the main character of the show, if we move on to the actual show itself, is... Uh, oh god, I've got to not say Usagi Tsukino. Usagi Tsukino... Usa- Serena... Tsukino. She keeps her last name. Does she? Apparently. How? Uh, according to Wikipedia, she keeps her last name. Okay, Serena Sakino, uh, <laughs> who is the reincarnated Moon Princess. Uh, sorry, spoilers. Who is the reincarnated Warrior of Light and Justice, uh, Sailor Moon? It's twenty years old. I think we can spoil it. Um, a fact that she discovers one day after helping a cat that takes out to be a talking and be a constant nuisance. Mm, yeah, sounds like a grandmother stereotype as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently in the original dub, sorry, I keep calling it the original dub. Apparently in the original Japanese, it was more of a little sister style. But again, because of I assume they needed it to be simple for babies, and therefore they kind of gave Luna this for babies. Oh, this is for preteens. Let's face it. Hmm. I mean, it's from a Jose it's series. Teenage girls. Jose? Jose? Jo- no. Jose's Sinan, isn't it? You're thinking Shoujo. of Shoujo. Yeah. Shoujo. A Shoujo series. So Serena is sort of the, um, the character we're supposed to identify. Which, yeah, okay. She's lazy. Eats a lot. Whiny. Sound familiar? Are you implying something here, Marcus? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, and uh, she is also the team leader and sort of... The... <laughs> Quote-unquote team leader. Yeah. Everyone else is the team leader, let's yeah, face yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the team leader, it's the Serena leader in this case. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, uh, she is joined by... Four other warriors. Uh, this would be... Uh, oh, God, can I remember their names? Amy Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, she is Salem Mercury. Her element is bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically it's water, but him attacks mainly seem to involve bubbles that make it hard to see and make the monsters slightly colder. I don't know whether something was cut, but that's all they seem to do. But she's also has the advantage of being the brain box of the team, and therefore the most useful person outside of combat. Also, I just occurred, it just occurred to me that she is the Blue Ranger. She's shown in blue. Aww. She is the brain box. Wow. She is the intelligent she is the one. Blue she's Ranger. the fucking Blue wow. Ranger. Degachi dies by sunset. Um, uh, Ray Hino. Yes. I think she's still Hino. I've, I've got it on here. I've got it on here. They change. They change the spelling of the first name, but leave her with Hino. Uh, she's a shrine maiden who goes to a different school. Uh, and she is. I would say she is the rival uh, of. Um, Serena for quite a lot of things. In the first season she's certainly her rival romantically. Uh, She's also the person 
most likely to be in an argument and just be generally mean to Serena. Yeah. Although, quite frankly, Serena bloody deserves it half the time. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, uh, she is Sailor Mars. Her powers are fire-based, and therefore she is incredibly useful in combat the moment she appears. It's just kind of this weird difference when it comes to, especially with the amount that's cut out. It's a hell of a lot easier to cut out the scenes in which uh, things are struck by kind of bladed uh, crowns. Uh, A lot more difficult to cut out scenes where monsters are hit by fire and burned to death. Sorry, what have you just um, been perturbed by in your dive into Wikipedia? I'm the next character on the list, Sailor Jupiter, uh, in 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 the Japanese version, Makoto Kino. Oh yes, Makoto Kino, otherwise known as Lita. Lita Kino. Lita Kino. Wait, what? Lita. Lita is a weirder name than Makoto. Why would? It might have been after a um, a WWF wrestler of the time. Oh, because uh, she's she's the strongest physically. She's the tallest, and she's also the most feminine, which is interesting. She is both the powerhouse, most sporty, and the one who bakes. And which is quite nice because she's, she, I mean, she's a character that shows that it is okay to be both masculine and feminine. It is okay to bake a cake and also be a fucking badass. Yeah, it is okay to want to bake nice goods for and do your gardening and potential then punch boyfriends in the face whilst also kicking things in the face. Yes. Uh, finally, the last one... No, Sailor Jupiter does thunder, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sailor Jupiter's thunder-based. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Which, again, nice, powerful move. Certainly more so than bubbles and whatever it is that Sailor Moon does. Yeah. Throws things occasionally. Just kind of stands there and panics and then everything pans out fine, mysteriously. Yeah. Uh, so the fifth... Uh, I almost called them rangers, then. So the fifth ranger, the fifth sailor scout, uh, is Sailor Venus, whose name is completely forgettable. Mina Aino. Okay. Also known as Minako Aino. She's the protagonist of Codename Sailor V. Yeah, she's the protagonist <laughs> of the, uh, she's just the original there. comic. Yeah. So the the biggest problem with her. Oh, Marcus, did you just call the manga a comic? Oh no. Oh yeah, that's it. You're fucked now. That's it. Sorry, mate. That's it. You're done for. That's it. Uh, Burned at the stake for that. Uh, comics without borders, mate. Comics without borders. <laughs> what manga has borders? What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> No, I'm saying there shouldn't be borders between comics. There is... We live in a digital age, therefore... It's like you don't call anime cartoons, though, do you? Um... You call it anime because it's a distinct style and look. Thus, okay. much the same way as manga is. Occasionally I call them cartoons. Duh. People hate you me. You are going to die tonight. Okay, okay. She, she is the protagonist of the original manga. 
Uh, and therefore she is sort of the prototype for Serena. And therefore is almost the exact same character as Serena. Yeah, down to the looks as well. Yeah, she looks almost and, identical. Uh, they don't really... I mean, we haven't um, ourselves gotten far enough into this to uh, really look into it. But, but what I gather... Yeah. There isn't much that they do with her, especially during the Deke run. They have an extra cat. Oh yes, they gain <laughs> Artemis, the the prototype cat. Cat number two. Well, technically, cat number one. Double cat. Regardless, uh, yeah, Artemis, another cat. He's a jerk. No. He's like Luna, but worse. Oh no, Sailor Chibi Moon. Um, yeah, okay, are we going to mention Sailor Chibi Moon? Sailor Chibi Moon is, spoilers, uh, Serena's daughter from the future. Huh. Called Vini in the original English dub. Yeah, as in, sort of like... Well, that's enough for me. (laughs) I'm going to bed. Good night. Yeah, let's not get into Sailor Chibi Moon. (laughs) I... I mean, you don't know anything about Sailor Chibi Moon, mate. Sailor Chibi Moon could be a perfectly lovely character and not an annoying little brat who derails an entire season. Shall we talk about the show itself now? Uh, Because we've gone on for long enough talking about the uh, characters. Well, we've missed one massively important character. Oh... Darian Shields, Tuxedo Mask. A man whose costume implies that he ran into a wardrobe, ran out, and declared himself a superhero. Why are you keeping that joke, huh? I'm keeping that joke. I like Mm. that joke. Okay. He grabbed two things, a tuxedo and a mask. Oh, there you go. And called himself Tuxedo Mask. It is the worst superhero title ever. Also, I have a friend for whom this was their first childhood crush. Nah, whatever. That's normal. Not to kink shame, but what the hell? What the hell? Uh, kids are dumb and don't know anything, and also they thought that Super Show was good, so... Well, that's true. Yeah. Some of them still hold to it. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. So yeah, his role seems to be simply to turn up... Uh, at a point in the fight where the Sailor Scouts have lost the upper hand, throw a rose, say something encouraging, and then bugger off. Yeah, that's the general gist of Mr. Moon. Occasionally he does a bit more, but mostly it's just just throw a rose, fuck off. You know what this reminds me of? Angel in Buffy. Didn't he get his own TV show as well? Eventually. Yeah. When they actually gave him a character. Yeah. But originally... You need to stop, you need to stop referencing Buffy, because I don't remember anything from that show. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, look, I know I said I watched it as a kid, but the key word is there is, is as a kid. I don't know a fucking thing about Buffy, other than the fact that the main character is called Buffy, and that she is also happens to be a vampire slayer. Well, that's true. <sighs> But basically, Angel was a mysterious pretty boy who kept turning up at opportune moments. But yes, the show itself. It's very much <sighs> formulate Monster of the Week stuff. Yeah, it, it it plays up much like a Sentai show, as it were. 
Um, except the main villain in every episode is a small businessman. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true. That's okay, only sometime, okay, the first it's, it's, half it's, of the first, first season. Half of the first season is the small business half season. Uh, with initially uh, Jed, uh, Jedite, who, Jedward, yes. whose plans all seem to involve taking over or starting some sort of small business in order to lure people in to steal their energy. Could be a jewellery shop, could be a radio station, could, could be a roller coaster park. <laughs> Perhaps Regar- Mr. Bimboosoft owns it. Regardless. Uh, He's a nice man, that Mr. Bimboosoft. He is immediately replaced... Uh, after a few episodes, by oh god, um, it was Jedite then. Crudite and I, uh, I Malphite. Only, I only know his him by his uh, his his human disguise name, which is Maxfield Stanton. This dub has some amazing names for the guys. Uh, hold on. Jedite, Nephrite, Zoicite, Nephrite. and Kunzite. Kunzite, Nephrite, estimated at about 19 years old. Takeuchi describes him as cocky and emotional, writing in the concept notes he will probably get himself killed right off. Well, yeah, gotta say she did She did go through with that. Uh, Jadeite, Jadeite, Jadeite. Uh, about 18 years old, making him the second youngest. But he's the youngest in the live-action series. That's interesting. Regardless, they are all pretty boys. Apart from one who has changed to a pretty girl in the uh, in the deep dub. Yeah. Because... Uh, because they were too pretty for... Uh, and mm, also gay. Yeah, yeah. The main villain's name is Queen Beryl, and that is really the least intimidating name you could have given to a villain, I feel. I believe that's actually from the original... uh, Yeah, it is. Because they're all named after precious stones. Yeah. Because everything's crystal-themed. I mean, I... uh, Hence the Steven Universe connections. (laughs) Steven Universe gets quite a bit from Sailor Moon. So anyway, it's... um, Teenagers hang around a bit, fight a monster... Go home. That's generally what happens in each episode. It's, it's Usually so the... Power, Power Rangers then. It's just... It's it's very Super Sentai. It's Power Rangers with girls. Yeah. That's what it is. Can we even rank this on our list to begin with, though? Because, I mean, this isn't even a Deke production. Can uh, we... we ranked a movie. That was made by executive produced technically by Deke because Disney owned them at the time. I mean, Andy Hayward's name is in it. Andy Hayward's name's in the credits for this. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But, I mean, this is a dub and Seedles <laughs> is an original thing, I which makes more sense. Here's the thing, it still counts. How? Uh, because Deke made a lot of changes. <sighs> yeah, but... Hmm. You have to remember, Deke only produced things they didn't animate them they certainly um didn't do anything that would cost much money anything that would be expensive they sent to lesser studios on the cheap preferably as many as possible to get it done as quickly as possible Mm. in this case they outsourced the well they didn't outsource the voice acting but they got all of the voice actors from canada to make it cheaper and (laughs) non-union So they did what Deke does. Yeah. Do it cheap. Mm-hmm. As ever, it's... I mean, you say this doesn't count, but it does. It's as Deke as heck. 
It's as screwball and as full of problems as any other Deke series, and I say it counts. Alright, fine. Where are we putting it? Hmm. On the one hand, if you're talking quality, mid to high, I'd say. Would you, though? It was a lot more watchable than a lot of the stuff we've seen. Was it, though? Okay, okay, tell me what we've got in the middle. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Definitely better than Dinosaurs. Uh, I mean, I was. You dread- voluntarily watched another episode today. I, was, I dreaded watching both of them, and I only volunteered to watch another episode just to get a bit more in, so we could have more material for right. recording this. But it was good. It was all right. It was a pretty pref- fun episode. I would prefer to watch the original thing. Yes, if anything. I mean, we're not. We're not saying. Can we, we put this on a point five scale because it's not an original Teak production? Um, no, because that's not how lists work. I don't give a shit, and I'm putting it in 7.5. No. For a start, no, no, that's not how lists work. And anyway, it's better than dinosaurs. Don't give a shit. What's Some above dinosaurs? Gadget. Is it as good as Inspector Gadget? No. Mm. What's above good? Gadget? Care Bears. What's above Care Bears? I liked the Care Bears. What's above Care Bears? Uh, Ulysses. It wasn't as good as Ulysses. Mm. But I don't feel okay with putting it up too high, personally. I think possibly just below Care Bears. Between Care Bears and Gadget. And then again, Gadget is good. And Care Bears is And this is why I'm saying, weird. like, I don't think it entirely too counts. It totally counts. I just, I'm really reticent to, to put it under because it's not a fully original Deke production unlike everything else we've covered, which is where my worries are. Well, we rank it, but we also put a asterisk next to it like when ranking um, athletes who have used steroids. <laughs> it is our steroid ranking of titles. <laughs> but that means we're talking... Oh. No, I'm not ranking it. Damn, I'll rank it. No, it doesn't get a ranking. It gets a ranking. It does not get a ranking. It gets its own list. It gets its own list With the other Deke. Non-original Deke ranking. Right. The non-original Deke. So it goes in at number one on the non-original Deke ranking. So that's this and Knights of the Zodiac. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a face-off between these two. Okay, okay. Deke so anime, Deke May ranking. Okay, so on a technicality, this classes as a did not qualify. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. It's a DNQ. Sorry, mate. But that's totally fair. I, I enjoyed it, but let's face it, watch the Hulu, the, the, uh, the new Viz dubs. So yes, we have been the Deke Geeks. Uh, as ever, you can find us on our website at mostlycobolds.com. That's mostlycobolds.com. We do another podcast, which is called Mostly Kobolds Extend. So look for that in your podcasting app. So Mark. Yeah? What are we watching next week? Well, that's elementary, my dear Avery. 